0: Chelsea fans to another weekend of Chelsea Chat with me Moose and JB Great games to to review this weekend I think you can probably agree with me there JB um, Hard fought results um, but results nonetheless um, and we've got some interesting news around some of the stuff around next week, next season new kit, some of the transfers and obviously the new, two games this weekend, week coming up Um, Obviously West Ham and Watford, um, some great results potentially coming through on that and uh, pushing in the right direction, I think is the honest sort of term there. Um, Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe and comment below just so we can get your views on on Chelsea Chat in general and some of the topics that we're talking around. So let's start with last week, two big games. Two big games that had unwanted repercussions, I think is the honest statement there. The City game. Let's start with that. For, for, for us as Chelsea fans, that's a massive coup for us. Getting a, a big win against a game that we really sort of didn't deserve to on paper. Um, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a game we typically would have lost and we would have just counted that as a loss um, and we would have just kept working towards getting fourth spot. But that's a that's a big point in our season, sort of. Leicester are struggling at the moment. They're not playing as well as they did before the, the lockdown and the, the game stopped. But over the last hundred days, we I mean, we've been working towards this and we've got a massive sort of title killer sort of, you know, sort of you, you've earned that stripe and, and we played well to your point there. It was a great game and it wasn't one of those ones where you sort of just go, we'll just sort of like, we we had a few lucky breaks. I mean, the the Pulisic goal, credit to him for sort of chasing that down because he put pressure on those, Mendy and, I can't remember the other centre-backs who were struggling there, but. Yeah.
1: I think it was, um, Gundogan was the one that um, they had the mix up when Pulisic got the ball.
0: For, For me, that's, Exactly what I want to be seeing is a player with that sort of bite come through and take it on from pretty much the half line and go on and score. And there were some great performances. I mean, we, we've spoken the last couple of weeks around the games where we've not necessarily played our best. But I think from for, we had a great game. We, we started to see the, the startings of certain players maturing. There's a lot of players who are still struggling after the I don't know whether it's fatigue or loss of confidence. Um, a lot of the younger players that we've been sort of talking around seeming to sort of fall into that category. But there's some still great standout performances. Um, I think over the last sort of couple of games, and we'll go into the Leicester game in a minute, but Kante, Dave, Pulisic, William are having brilliant sort of games at the moment. They're not, they're, they're, they're consistent, consistently yeah. good. I just want to say it was a great game. And it's, I mean. Yeah. If you're looking at the table now, the table we're looking, I mean, 54 points with a game in hand over Wolves. Um, we're only a point behind Leicester now. So
1: I think are... that's, that's key is, is um, catching Leicester. That's that's really what we want to be looking at now because United don't seem to be slowing down. Wolves have just come back in magnificent form. Um, I'll tell you what's really going to be interesting though. You look at the final day of the season, you've got Chelsea against Wolves, but then you've also got um, Leicester against Man United. Both of those two games are (laughs) the last game of the season. So if it goes down to the wire, that is going to be box office uh, running for for that last game. It's going to be incredible.
0: There's six points between United at sixth and Leicester at third. We're one behind point behind Leicester. Wolves are two points behind us but with a game in hand. Uh, so we've got a game in hand there. So and it's it's really shaping up. And I, I completely agree with your point. It's not around trying to mitigate the points that Wolves and Man United pick up. It's now going for Leicester. Mm-hmm. They're they're starting to slow the pace. Don't get me wrong, they're still still a dangerous club. They're not someone who you can just sort of expect to sort of drop out of the race and just sort of concede third but they were really on fire before March sort of lockdown and even today they weren't taking their chances and, and I know we're going to touch on the Leicester game in a bit but they did not seem like the same sort
1: of club that they entered the lockdown with. Yeah um, they've definitely and- kind of had that negative impact of the lockdown and if you look at their remaining fixtures as well they're they're quite tough. I think they're probably tougher than what we have. Um, yes, we've got uh, Liverpool still to play, Sheffield so United they... and Wolves, but I think they've got about four or five rock-solid uh, games. So they to have come. got Everton away, Crystal Palace at home,
0: Arsenal away, Bournemouth away, Sheffield United at home, Tottenham away, and then United at home. That's Isn't a hard they... running games.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've got they've got a difficult run in as well. So, I mean, our, I think that ours is probably slightly easier than theirs. Um, when you look at them, if and the, 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 I think the difficulty is is the fact that we need to make sure it's not just a straight race between us and United because I think we might struggle there because I could see United winning out the rest of the season. I could see that happening. Um, yeah. So we need to keep wolves in touching dis. Uh, sorry, we need to keep uh, Leicester in touching distance, um, because we, you know, if we can get into third place at any point, then that's almost a little bit of breathing space. Yes, fifth place might become Champions League, but that's you know you're leaving that then for UEFA to kind of pick and choose who they want uh, with the whole Man City uh, disqualification thing. So we we need to get into third. That's that should be our target. Get into third place. Um, and then, you know, you can kind of take a a breath and think, okay, yeah, we've sorted this now.
0: And and to be honest, if I look at our run of games, so we've got West Ham uh, away, Watford at home, Crystal Palace away, Sheffield United away, Norwich at home, and then we've got, I'm not going to spoil it for a little bit later in the show, but they've announced the semi-final. Um, fixtures, and then we've got Liverpool um, away oh god that's going to be painful Um, having to give them a guard of honour and then Wolves as you say on the last eight, now from my perspective looking at that run of games you've got the most possibility of getting maximum points from the next five games Mm -hmm. Um, I think West Ham, Watford both struggling at the moment points that we can pick up there. Crystal Palace are, are, are not doing too bad, but I'd expect at least a couple of points from that. Sheffield United are struggling with fatigue at the moment. Um, and I think a lot of the mid-level clubs are having that problem. Norwich, they could be all back down by that point. Um, but then you've got the last three games, one being a semi-final and then two... The end of the season that I'd want that tied up. I want third or fourth in the bag by that point because those are two hard games Liverpool and mm-hmm. Wolves. Um, hopefully, Liverpool have just given up by that point. They've won everything. And, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm one of those fans at the moment that with Liverpool, I want to just sort of an asterisk next to it. I know that we can't technically, but I want an asterisk next to it. 30 years, but did you really win it? Um, to be but, fair, yeah, they it, it was done. By yeah, Christmas, they did. Uh, they? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm telling a yes. Liverpool fan that, it's definitely not. I'm that petty, but I'll take it.
1: Um, well, at least look, if, uh, we can say that you know Stephen Gerrard tried to win the the Premier League for years and years, and Lampard ended up winning it for Liverpool instead. Love it. <laughs> he managed I love to do that it. Quote.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, if we look, at, if we take, go back to the Man City game. Um, Who's your standout performer on that pitch?
1: Um, that's a difficult one because obviously Pulisic will take the headlines because um, his first goal, you know, his his direct play was good. But I think the reason, one of the main reasons we won that game was our defensive work, which was is surprising to say for us. Um, you know, we... You look at the amount of chances they had, yeah, they had the ball most of the game, but the actual chances they created was maybe three or four in the whole game, actual yeah. genuine chances. Um you had the header early doors, where of course from a set piece we got undone. Um but Kepper made a great save. Um you had the obviously the the free kick where they got the goal. Um and then almost immediately after that, uh Sterling hit the post. Other than that, you know, yeah. they didn't really have too many real clear-cut chances, whereas we were creating chances a lot more. I think we had a lot more clear-cut chances than they did. So playing on the counter, whilst it wouldn't usually suit us, when you've got Pulisic in the team, you can do that. Um So obviously he kind of took the headlines for it, but I think defensively, we look quite good with uh, Rudiger and Christensen actually having really good games, especially Christensen. So I, I'd probably point to Christensen as my uh, my... Man of the match for for that game,
0: I, and I wouldn't disagree. I thought I completely agree with your sentiment there. I think that defensively we were really solid, um, which is not something you could probably put too many games in past sort of over the last season that we we could sort of definitely attest to that. Um, I still think there's there's a, there's not necessarily a, a solid. Season long partnership in, in that I think sort of he had a great game, and I'm not going to take that away from him. I'm also going to highlight Dave had an absolutely amazing game. Two think assists, again. I, th- I mean, I think is it two assists in three games now? It's
1: uh, yeah, I think he got um, two assists in the first game, so and he got an um, assist today, and so uh, yes, no, no, he didn't. Uh, that was William, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me.
0: He's looking on fire, and and, and for us, or sort of at the beginning, the starting this podcast, we were like, All right, I think we we'll have to move Dave out of position and play him left back, back. He's really fighting out putting Rhys James in in the squad at the moment, and I know that Rhys James is at a dip in form, and we'll touch on that a little bit in a minute because I think a lot of our youngsters have really struggled with the lockdown. Um, they've not come back as fit as they were. We've struggled from a bit fatigue and. In, in, in that youth piece where we were just at the beginning of the lockdown, bringing through the likes of Billy Gilmore, having absolute games of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know that we've had some of our, our f- some friends who are sort of calling him, when, when so we're talking about Messi and sort of those likes, I don't necessarily think he's in that ballpark, but absolutely unbelievable. Tammy's had the game of this season, um, but has been left out a number of times now. Now, I think that's just a lack of confidence, um, but that's forced him to put Giroud up front. Um, and, and I think also Tammy's probably got a little bit in the back of his mind, knowing that there's a big money signing coming
1: um, that's going to put his position at risk. Um, the thing is, I think I think Giroud's actually been playing very well, um, yes, and, and that's not even so before lockdown, even before lockdown, when Giroud was in the side, he was doing very well. Um, I think he's useful to lamp on the way we have to play in some of these games because we, when you're playing with someone like Pulisic, you need that big man to kind of drop a bit deeper, hold the ball up, lay it off. And you've got someone like Pulisic who's just going to directly run straight into goal. Um, and you, you need someone who's going to hold the ball up like that. Tammy's getting better at it, but he's still not... He's he's more of a mobile striker getting in behind. He can hold the ball up. He's got the ability to do so, but not at the same level as Giroud um and Giroud you know he's he's always been that guy who he doesn't get the most (laughs) amount of goals yeah he doesn't always get the most amount of goals but he can hold the ball up he can lay it off and he's into play with people is fantastic it's one of the best for a striker so I think he's definitely underrated in in terms of that and I think he he kind of has put himself into the team he He, he it's, it's difficult to argue with starting him. Um, Tammy's had a few games. You know, he's he's now come on as a sub. He started tonight. Um, he's not looked amazing, but he's done a good job when he's come in. So he's still putting his name out there, giving him, giving Lampard the option to use him. But I think he he needs to start scoring a few goals to, to force his way back into the side. I think it's a great comment
0: there because I think the. the... The headlines have all been around why Tammy hasn't started rather than actually why Giroud has. Um, And and to your point there, Tammy is not doing a bad job. He's coming on and and putting in the right runs, the right movement. But we've been expecting a lot more from him um, the last season. He's been just sort of that out-and-out striker that we weren't expecting, but we have got used to. but that's not to take away the credit from from Giroud there, because he has been a great, well, outstanding in the way in which we've been trying to play post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to also touch on probably the the brilliance of De Bruyne. Um, that that free kick was absolutely outstanding, and as a Chelsea fan, there's always that watching a player like that that was had so much promise for our club
1: the thing is though i i do want to say that other than that free kick which yeah sublime he had a very quiet game i think we we nullified him very very well um he couldn't really dictate the play which is why they didn't create so many chances we we kind of i wouldn't say he was in kante's pocket the whole game but you know kante had him yeah. and you know we we gave away one free kick which you know he you give someone a chance like that he's going to take it he's that kind of player but the rest of the game he didn't really get into his flow and he wasn't able to dictate the game like he usually does. So I think our, our midfield need to take you know big kudos for, for keeping him under control really most of the game because I think that was another key reason why they weren't able to create the chances they usually do, even watching just now the, the first half of the, of the Newcastle game, he's just controlling it and every single time um, Newcastle get, got the ball back he had about six Man City players around him and they were winning it back. And the first thing they do is give it to De Bruyne. And he, you know, you watch almost all of the goals that City score, he's either getting the assist or he's getting the assist before the assist. Yeah, That's just, he's incredible.
0: And then do you reckon that's a bit of the Lampard effect? Being that almost he was that position for us for so many years. Tactically, he knows how to line up a midfield to nullify that effect or they're not looking to go nullify a striker as much sort of like a, an Aguero or sort of obviously in, in the game there a, a Jesus or more of a striking but Lampard understands how to play and how to nullify a good midfielder because
1: he has think, been that role. I think partly I think obviously he knows what he wouldn't have wanted to happen against him um, but I think mainly it comes about from having a player like Kante because he is like having two players in there. Um, he gets about so much and he's just, If I imagine if I was playing against him, he would just be such a nuisance because he's all over you all the time. Like, it's like mean, my personality in a footballing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Put your personality in a pair of legs and that's N'Golo Kante. Just irritating, <laughs> you know, like just constantly, every time you turn around, he's there and he's he's marking you and he's tackling you and he's just, he doesn't stop he just doesn't stop and he he never seems to tire and that's you're going to nullify someone like you look at the games the, the the first two games we played Grealish was in his pocket the whole game yeah. de bruyne was in his pocket the whole game and that's that's how we have played so well i think the those two in those two games kante was such a big part of our our, our wins especially in meant- city because de bruyne controls the game so well when he when he's at his best So you need someone like Kante in there to neutralise him as much as you actually can. Yeah, and
0: I think that's something... We'll we'll move on to the Leicester game in a second, but I think that, for me, is we've spoken so much around how good a midfield we've got, and I think we have got such a gem in Kante. Um, He's a player that can just help you control the games. He's a player who allows Mount to go and excel. I don't think Mount would have been able to go and push forward without someone like a Kovacic and a Akante sitting behind him because having that freedom of just knowing someone's got your back, you don't even need to check behind you. You're going to work back, but you know you've got someone who will pick someone's pocket 90% of the time. Um, Some great performances, and I think the... The, the the city game for me was a bit of a as much as it gave Liverpool the title, it for me was so much around us sort of going putting sort of our hat in the ring for third next place season. and 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 definitely sort of saying we can we can compete with the
1: the best here. I think um, it was. I think it was a big case of this is us watch us next season because I think. I don't I don't think we'll win the league next season but I think we'll be up there I think we'll be pushing you know we might finish a pace away and or a few paces away but I think we we're, we're not going to be we're going to be like how Leicester have been most of the season I think next season we'll be kind of secured third place kind of comfortable third place Leicester have kind of thrown it away a little bit but I think that's where we should be looking next season like we're not really in danger of being caught And we're kind of touching distance from City and Liverpool. If we can get to that point next season, then the season after, that's when we really want to start. You know, we can try and win a league title here. Definitely, definitely. So on that point of Leicester, um,
0: the game today, um, what are your initial thoughts? I mean, it it wasn't as good as that. I mean, we've just been given our plaudits of how good the game was with
1: City. Today was a little bit less than that. It was a let-off, wasn't it? Um, First (laughs) half was just absolutely terrible. I think I heard the commentators use the word sloppy describing Chelsea about 28 times. It was absolutely insane. We couldn't pass it to one of our own players. I don't know if they got confused with the blue shirts because they were just passing it to a blue shirt almost every time. It was absolutely terrible. Um, And you come to expect that as a Chelsea fan, you know, at the moment, You have one good game against a top team. The very next game, it's always a terrible performance. You look at the the two uh, Spurs victories we got, which were probably two of our biggest victories so far of the season. Um, And straight away, the next game after, we were terrible. Um, And so, you know, we beat City, which is probably the biggest win for us this season. Um, And then we go into a game and play terrible. The only positive is we got the win in the end. Uh, Lampard made some big changes at half-time um and you know again he he's made a big call there and it's worked for us the game completely changed I think Kovacic was superb when he came on he he kind of led that press where Mason Mount usually would he seemed a little bit tired today um and then Kovacic come on took that role and he was just again he was all over everyone the second they got the ball and turned he was on them um and that changed things for us so much and his passing was Anything but sloppy. So it was.
0: It was definitely a game of two halves because it was. Absolutely. It was just one of those ones where massive changes and 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 rightly so. FA Cup as much as I love it as a, a cup. Um, you can tell Lampard's not necessarily put as much effort in. He's he recognising getting Champions League spot is the most important for him this season. I'd love to have silverware, but that's a nice added benefit rather than uh, something we push towards. But a lot of big changes. No Kepper, starting Rhys James, who to the point we made earlier has really struggled since coming back. Um, didn't have a good game at all. Kept in, which obviously provides some of that defensive maturity. But Zuma and Emerson just not not as good as sort of we had in that into that City game. It just seemed to be that cohesiveness across the, the back four, um, and there wasn't today. Um, I think sort of midfield wise, Gilmore and Mount just weren't switched on at all today. Um, yeah, I, I think sort of Gilmore has been given so much pundits, and I think it was the worst thing this COVID happening for him and his confidence and his sort of press forward. But he just wasn't there, couldn't knit the ball together, didn't have that confidence where in sort of the Everton
1: games and, and the games before lockdown, I the don't whole. Know Sorry, I don't know if it was a confidence thing with Gilmore or complacency thing. Um, It almost seemed to me that he kind of, he was feeling like everything he touched would turn to gold. Like it was, that was exactly what was happening against Liverpool and Everton before lockdown. You know, he was just, he couldn't do anything wrong. But I think he kind of had that overconfidence almost like, you know, I've I've got this. I did so well before I'm going to do it again. And it's just going to come naturally, but it it doesn't. You have to, you know, you have to think, you have to work. And yeah. I think he, I think he just kind of got a bit caught up in everything and, and thought everything he was going to do was going to come off. So he tried things which maybe he shouldn't. Some of the passes are, across the, uh, you know, ac- across the middle of the field, he didn't need to make, but he yeah. looked like he thought he was going to make it because everything he tried before worked. So uh, I, I think it was just a little maybe overconfidence, if anything. And and I think
0: sort of that's what you need. I mean, lucky for us, it didn't actually sort that overconfidence didn't cause us anything within the game. Um, yeah, but I think that'll be a massive learning exercise for him. He's that it'll sort of take him down a notch that he hasn't got sort of he isn't sort of the, the next Messi, etc. But what he is is a, a midfielder who's got a lot of promise um, if he just does the simple stuff right, because that's what he was doing in the Liverpool game. Wasn't being sort of lavish on. Pulling passes, he recognised those were big games, and he was being given that opportunity. And he was just doing the simple stuff right. And I think today that overconfidence crept in, and he was trying to do the, the special stuff right rather than just yeah. the simple stuff. Um, but as you say, I think sort of it, it, let's not let's not look at the the bad points. I think the second half, Barkley, Dave, and Kovacic coming in were a breath of fresh air. I think Barkley. I think he got man of the match today. I wouldn't necessarily put him man of the match.
1: Um, I think Kovacic I think... probably would uh man of the match even though he was only playing half a game. He uh, as I said I think he changed the game um single-handedly almost. Uh, Barkley did well, you know. He he created the outlet which we wasn't really having in the first half. He was making runs off the uh on the blind side of the of the uh, Leicester midfield um making runs in behind helping out the wingers. Uh, He wasn't getting that from Mount and he wasn't getting that from Gilmore. Um, So he definitely, you know, he he brought something different and I've, I have actually been impressed with Barkley since, um, since we've come back because he, you asked most Chelsea fans and most are not fans of Barkley. Um, But he does have that something to offer that not many other people have, you know, he's very fit. He's very athletic. um, And, it's just his decision making sometimes lets him down in the final third. Even a couple of times today, you know, he had the ball and he could have laid it off to Pedro a couple of times. I think he had that. Um, he had a chance where he could have laid it off to to Ruben, and he, he and it passed an it, but loss. it was a bad pass. Yeah, Ruben ended up passing it back to him, and he had a dig. But it, it's just sometimes his his the last action he does is the problem. It's all of the work he does. It, it's good, but just. A last little something he's missing, um, and if he could just get that right, then I think he would be in the team every week. It's just that, as I said, that last decision he makes is always a terrible one.
0: Yeah, and and I think sort of he did the job for us this week, so I can't really knock him for yeah. that. But as you say, there were there were there were a few mistakes there. You mentioned Ruben. I mean, we'll go on to Tammy, but Ruben, I'm struggling with at the moment. I mean. Playing him in a wing position offers a different piece in which you can almost just ping balls and hopefully he'll catch those. But he's off the pace. all rightly so, eighteen months out, you're not expecting someone to hit the round running. But
1: uh, I think the the difficulty is is that you he needs minutes, he has to play to get up to speed. But at the same time, every game we play at the moment is like of utmost importance. We have to win every game, you know, or at least get a draw you know we can't we just we every game is a must win game if we want to get top 4 because the others don't seem to be slowing down yeah. um and it's difficult to give him minutes when he's not performing but you can't expect him to perform unless he gets the minutes it's a little bit of a catch 22 um i'm hoping you know I, I don't like to see him on the wing i don't i don't think he's he's right for that that position i think i, I think i said it last week he he's better when he's playing facing the goal rather than with his back to goal and driving forward the midfield. Um that's you know if you've got this big blokes running at you in the middle of the park you're going to be worried about, it, you know. Um and that's that's where he is most effective. I I would have probably tried to bring him on in that midfield if you were going to bring him on at all. Um yeah. the, the problem is we don't really have another winger at the moment because Hudson Adoy's out. So it's he's kind of the only option we've got when we need to bring off Willian, when we need to bring off Pulisic to rest them. You Pedro's, don't really have many other options. Pedro Pedro's and cautious. then, Yeah, you've got Pedro, but then who else? If hudson no, no, is out, there's no one else to put out there.
0: Yeah, and he, he can play that position. He's just not excelling in that space. And I think um, Pedro's going to be cautious. Pedro is, what, 33, 34? Um, yeah. He's got a contract at Roma for the next couple of years and you don't want to get injured and that whole thing being put in jeopardy by by overrunning. And, and so I can get that. Um, but yeah, we are, we are a bit thin on the ground there and uh, it's going to get better next season. But we just need to work with what we've got. Tammy coming on, brilliant. Um, I think, he, as you say, he's not quite at the peak he was. Um, yeah. But he didn't have a bad game. He didn't have a great game. And I think there's just a, a microscope because he hasn't started. Um, but he'll get the minutes and I'm sure he'll be back to his best. So we can only sort of yeah. hope for that piece. So, um, lucky, so lucky to get through. Um, and we've now just had that um, we're going to play United in the semi semifinals. Um, yeah, again, that's the fourth time we've played them this season. Um, and it's going to be even more important because... Potentially, they're going to be coming and really sort of nipping our heels now for in the league. Um, and, and potentially, their run of games isn't the hardest, um, in comparison to ours. So, potentially, a drawn out FA Cup is just going to be to their favor rather than us. Um, which worries me a little bit. They're their, their sort of last five games. I mean, they've got Brighton. Bournemouth, Aston Villa, Southampton. So um, they got um, us and then West Ham and Leicester. So to be honest, whereas we had five games that I'd expect to sort of get points, for them I'd expect six. Um, and, and the only one that really is the last day of the season, which could be all wrapped up by that point. Um, so it really sort of ten but sort of 18th of July um, they've not rearranged the, the fixtures yet, so they're currently playing two games on the 18th of July,
1: which could be in our favour. Could be. That could, um, yeah, that could be good if they forfeit the, uh, the FA Cup. Happy days if they forfeit a Premier League game, even better. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll take it. Um, yeah, but yeah, that that could be. I think that's just the, the worrying thing for me. Um, people like Marshall finding form. Um, yeah, because that, that's the that's the double-edged sword at the moment. You've got a lot of players who had a lot of form before. Mm. That have lost it, um, like your Gilmore's, and and then there's a plethora across different clubs that have were in form and now not. Um, but you've also got other players who are finding form um, and, and are now becoming massive assets. So I know we're we're focusing in on Marshall getting the hat trick at the weekend, but the link up play with him, Fernandez, and, and other players is is slightly worrying because they're they're starting to get a bit of a march on, uh, and mm. I don't want that to put our sort of position at the end of the season at risk i wanted to sort of now move on to some interesting catch-up so we'll move on to the transfer tracker new kit's been announced now yes. this is all thing for me i mean as you'll rightly see i only wear one kit on chelsea chat and that's simply because i've bought for the first time my my good lady has bought me the first kit for about four or five years um just simply because I like to wear old kits, and I, I equally don't like
1: to jinx kits. Um, but it's funny you say that actually, because the reason I'm wearing this one specifically today, and this is going to sound ridiculous, um, when we played Villa the other day, um, I wore the black kit. We wore the black kit. When uh, we played City the other night, we wore the blue kit. I wore the uh, the anniversary FA Cup shirt that we that we had, so I wore a blue kit as well. And we won. So I was like, okay, I think probably against Leicester, we'll probably wear the white kit. So I'm going to wear the white kit today. And we won. So I'm going to have to try and figure out now for the rest of the season, <laughs> which kit we're going to wear against everyone and just try and match it up. JB will put in his predictions on kits onto our Instagram. So keep <laughs> your eyes peeled. <laughs> which shirt are we wearing this week, guys?
0: Um, but yeah, for me, I'm liking the new kit. I quite like the simplicity. I mean, this kit here, I really love it, but it's been a love-hate relationship. When I first saw it, it was a bit like, not... Looks get, like a bus seat. Yeah, and, and it's like one of those ones where I got why they'd done it, what it looked like, but for me, at the beginning, it was a bit like, oh, I don't know about this. and bought it. I actually really love it now. Um My daughter's got the same kit, so we are full kit all around the house together. <laughs> um which you style. I mean, if your leader's going to do it, why can't I? Exactly. Um, yeah.
1: But, um, yeah. And I, so me, I, I, I like the new kit. I think it's um, it's interesting. The the detail, which would usually be white or red on a Chelsea shirt, is kind of a, a very dark blue, if not black. Um, so around the collar and the arms. Um, and I think it says uh, Pride of London written down the sides as well, which is, again, really nice touch because it's true. Um, but... No, I think it's really nice. The only issue I have is that big, massive three logo in the middle. Um, not a big fan of that. I would have preferred maybe them to just have like the word three written across the, the chest yeah. instead. Something a little bit more subtle. Um, but again, I think like you said, with with the shirt you're wearing now, it's it it grew on me a little bit throughout the years. Uh, throughout the year, sorry. And I think this one probably will as well. We'll get used to that three logo because we're going to have it for a few years now. Um, yeah. and I, I, it's a lot it, it was, nicer than the the third kit yeah. that I've seen, which I'm hoping is not true I ho- I'm hoping that third Crystal Palace kit's not right I, I really don't, I mean the Oklahoma tyres, it was always one of those ones where,
0: why are we sponsored by tyres um, I mean no one's interested by tyres no, no one is interested by tyres or retreading or anything around that um, <laughs> so um i so i, I think that's a the kit might i might actually invest in that again next season um I like i like simple kits um there's there's a sort of a few that I, i've got prior to place in my wardrobe and this one could be because i think next season could be a big season for us yeah um also so transfer trackers some interesting news this week um the the big one i think So sort of obviously we'll, we'll get onto kai Havertz in a minute um because that's looking more promising considering they haven't made Champions League, um, which is a big piece for him. Um, but we're not the only horse in that race. Um, so essentially we might get into a bit of a bidding war. Um, but I think Lampard sees a lot of talent in him. The big one, and, and probably a surprising one for me, um, that just seems to have a bit of truth to it. Um, and I, I may be reading into this a bit more, but the Kappa move. Um so that for those who haven't read it, so the potential of Kepa going on a two year loan to Valencia um which i mean it's not the first time we've sent a keeper on loan for two years, but not when we've spent seventy one million on them um mm-hmm. but Onana, um and Jamie's now gonna to give a rendition of his new chant that he's got for the the player. Um, ready for us signing him I don't, which, I don't remember agreeing to that at all which which for me means that we've just got to go out and sign them because Jamie's now bought he's bought into, he's fully invested in us having this player simply so he could be the only person in the stadium giving this chance it, so, it
1: was It was by accident we kind of came across that day because Moose said to me uh, what's his name? oh no no <laughs>
0: Uh, for uh, those okay. of you who, who aren't Rihanna fans, feel free to sort of have a look at that and then just join the dots between yourself there. Um, but that, for me, to be honest, I was surprised we didn't go for him at the time.
1: Um, well, I think, I think the good, the the, the reason why this works is because um, Ajax, uh, they kind of, they know that Oona wants to leave. Um, so they're looking for a replacement and they're looking at the uh, Valencia keeper, Sillison. So Valencia are then thinking, okay, who can we replace him with? Um, a two year loan deal, I think is good business for us because we're not going to recoup anywhere near 70 million for Kepa. If, if we're going to let him go, we're not going to get anything near that. But if he goes to Valencia for two years, does an amazing job, either they, they might cough up, not 70 million, but make, you know, 50 million, maybe? You could you could ask something like that. Um, yeah. If not from them, from someone else who's been impressed by his performances back in the Spanish league. So it, it kind of puts him in the market a bit more as well. Um, gives him an opportunity like- to go back to the league where he's comfortable, do a good job, and then we can recoup more money than we would if we sold him out right now. So I think a loan would probably be the best option. If he goes there and does an absolutely incredible job, then we can bring him back and see if he's improved. The thing for me is, a keeper is one of those ones
0: that you need someone with a level head, and and as much as he has been up and down, it's one of those things that sort of my worry is you bring in another player that gives you as much as owner has had an amazing sort of couple of seasons in Ajax. Um, I just worry that you, you can get a, a keeper such a pivotal if they can change the performance. At the moment, we technically have got a sweeper keeper. Well, I, I, I debate that. Um, but for me, I think you've got an experienced um, goalkeeper, not necessarily the best in the world, not necessarily the worst. Um, but you can see how much that can disrupt if you have a poor keeper. And I don't think we've got a poor keeper at the moment, but I don't think we've got a great keeper. If you look at where City were before Edison or Liverpool were before Alisson, potentially having a poor keeper in the mix could really put our season on. You're nowhere near winning the league and then bring in a mature goalkeeper, which you would have expected for the price that we'd spent. It's just a risk, I think, is from my perspective. And I think that's a massive risk on all the stars aligning in and getting that merry-go-round to work. Um, I, I, from my perspective, I would love to bring her in Nana as a competition rather than a replacement. Um, because Willie's not got the... He's 38 now. Um, he's got about a season in him. Yeah. If we get any injury to our goalkeeper you've got Willie and youth keepers. And um the Premier League doesn't give benefits like they do to the La Liga where Barcelona are allowed to go and sign someone simply because there's someone injured. Um that's just my as a fan, there's a risk there. Um moving on, Kai Havertz, I think he's got he's an exciting talent. He equally adds a lot of complexity in the fact that we've already got quite a bloated midfield. But Looks promising, and it's not a small price tag on that. That's
1: looking at around no. 89. Whether that will have dropped because they've not made Champions League, I think it would have done. I think he'll be a bit more available because I think they knew if they didn't get Champions League, he wanted to go. um I think the other names being linked with him, Man United, I think we have an advantage over them in terms of firstly, we're more likely to get Champions League football at the moment, um, and secondly. Uh, we've got Rudiger and we've got Werner, um, who both play with him in the German national team. Which it's not going to make all of the difference, but it could make you know those those few kind of final last decisions. It's like, well, I've got two mates there as well. That would be nicer to play with them. Um, so the question. I also, question I
0: also, I also, go on. So the question: Where do you fit him in? Where do you fit um, him
1: into our squad with
0: all of the talent we have? Yeah. You, you go and spend £75 million
1: on a player, which probably is the, the reason we'd, you'd have to spend. Who do you drop to bring him in? Well, the, the thing is, I think he's a, a generational talent. I really do. I think he's one of those in the mould of a um, Zidane or you know that kind of level. He's not obviously there yet, but I think he has got the ability to be that kind of level. I think he's an, a step up from Ziyech and even Werner, I think. He's got the ability to really, really be a game changer. Um I I it's difficult because it depends what Lampard's idea for him would be, what his plan would be, because I think he'd be very useful as a false nine, um yeah. which would mean dropping Tammy. Um and then having, you know, Werner and Ziech or Werner and uh, hudson Doy or Werner and Pulisic or any of those combinations um, playing with him, you've almost got that, um, he, he's almost a Firmino kind of player when you put him in that position. But if you have him as a uh, as that false nine, he's your Firmino and then you've got your Salah and your Mane in, you know, two or three different options to replace those two almost. So. You've, you know, it's almost like a carbon copy of, of what Liverpool's structure has been over the last couple of years. Um, I'm not I'm not saying we're going to be anywhere near as good as they have been, but you know that's probably the goal. Um, or you can put him in as um, a number ten behind the striker, or you can play him in midfield. Um, I don't know if he's capable of playing out wide either. Um, but he, he's a, again something that I've noticed is that we have been buying players that are very Versatile who can play in multiple positions, so you can almost of the front players, and even some of the midfielders, you can kind of just put them in anywhere and it doesn't matter. They're so flexible and versatile and fluid in where they can play. You just say, Right, these are the front six that are starting, go where you want on the pitch, it doesn't matter, you can play anywhere. Um, and I think Lampard's kind of got something in mind, some kind of style that he wants to implement when he's looking at these players because. He's not bought anyone that is just fixed in one position that can only play one position. He's buying players or you know looking at players that can play in multiple positions. And even um, Declan Rice, we've been linked with. Um, I saw something this morning which was saying that we're actually looking at him as a centre-half. So we're looking at him to be uh, a new centre-half for us as opposed to a midfielder. But again, he's a player that can play in two positions. Lampard doesn't seem to like to buy a player that can only play one position. And that's probably why he's not managed to find a a replacement keeper yet, (laughs) because there's not many of those that can come out on pitch. Uh, But no, I I think it's something in his mind is that he wants players that can be flexible and can play in multiple uh, positions. And that's what Havertz brings. And that's why he would be very useful for us. So, so if we get Havertz, that, that probably brings
0: us to obviously plus hundred million, which would would obviously have spent the money we've gone from Hazard. Um, the other potential players, so I think there is still, if we sign Havertz, I think in the honesty that there still needs to be a centre back and a there potentially it's three players: a centre back, a left back, and a, a goalkeeper.
1: Well, the the centre back, from what I'm hearing, is um, he wants a ball playing defender is what he wants to bring in so as i said Declan Rice would be ideal and that's that's just a rumor i've heard is that he he's for, he, apparently we reckon we can get him for 45 million um as and play him as a center half which you know i was when i first heard the rumors about uh, rice coming to chelsea it was more like you know 60 million as a midfielder and i think like, you don't need another midfielder not for 60 million um but if we're going to get him for 45 million and he's going to play as a centre-half, it's a different story. Um, he's a played a few times lo- at, at centre-half for West Ham and he's looked good. Um It's just, you know, whether he's the right fit for that, that yeah. role to play alongside um your Tamori's going forward or your Christiansen's or your Rudiger's. He, he's got, he has got leadership uh, abilities. So maybe that communication Great. might help us out because that's where we seem to struggle a lot is our, our communication at the back so maybe it could be a, a very good wise decision to to do that but I'm I'm, I'm not too sure yet I,
0: I mean it's it's always a risk buying a player for them not to be played in the position especially for those that money there is the benefit that potentially West Ham go down um they are literally just above the relegation by the skin of their teeth at the moment
1: yeah but they're gonna beat us aren't they <laughs> you just know it. I, 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 just, I really hope not
0: i hate it's probably one of the games i've been to the most uh we well, see in all chelsea games west ham typically away is been
1: yeah. we've been a couple um, of times haven't we West Ham.
0: Yeah. and as it's always an interesting game um but, yeah, I, I, I'm not too sure about Declan Rice. You've got a great relationship with Mason Mount, which obviously adds to that. Um, that video of him being scared by Mason Mount is probably one of the best things I've watched. Um, but for me, I, I, it's a massive risk to go and invest that amount of money to build him into a position rather than buy them for the position they need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, You've mentioned the West Ham game. Um, it's interesting. Their runner form has been poor. Um mm. which as you've quite right, said, does not stand for anything we when you play Chelsea we can you can have been on the worst form in your life, and we can really mess ourselves up
1: It's not just that, but any London derbies are always kind of you can write form off it doesn't matter it's it's a game in itself it's almost like a i wouldn't say it's like a cup final, but it's got that kind of anything can happen vibe to it any west uh, any any derby any London derby is like that. You can turn up and play a Palace team who have got one point from 30 games and they could beat you. It's, it's, it's a London derby. Any, as, anything can happen. And that's that's where I worry. Um, West Ham always seem to be that team where they will lose to our rivals. Anyone that's around us, they will lose. United, Tottenham, anyone comes to us, they'll beat us. It's just how it goes and it's frustrating, but just I can see it happening. You'd never think that we've just won the first three games back, considering how negative <laughs> I'm feeling. It's, it's crazy. Just It's just the Chelsea way, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so, so we've got them, um, I think it's Wednesday next. Week. Yeah, Wednesday night.
0: Yeah. Um, so they're off the back of two losses. So they, they lost to Tottenham, lost to Wolves, both 2-0. Um, they've had a real poor amount of possession. Um, They are, as I said, in the relegation battle. And and at the beginning of the season, the amount they invest in their squad, they should be one of the the teams that stay up. But that doesn't count for anything in the Premier League. Um, So you've got them, I I say Watford, West Ham, Bournemouth, Aston Villa, Norwich, all within about six points of each other. Um, You could involve Brighton and Newcastle in that, but I think those teams are actually...
1: I think Newcastle you know are definitely safe. Brighton, um, they they've got quite tough games, but I think they're just about there. I, I reckon thirty eight points this season probably looks like it's enough to stay up. Um, and uh, they've got no yeah. pay because I mean he's a
0: beast who destroys goalkeepers. Um, <laughs> but for, for me, um, it, it looks like an interesting game. Um, for me, right in the the lineup now. I think I could write the defence now with a little bit more confidence. I think that probably along, for so, both
1: games as well. I would keep um, it.
0: To be honest, he needs yeah. to build some confidence rather than switching the, the the
1: back four around. And I think Reece James needs to earn his position again. Um, yeah. uh, to be honest, I, I think he might be done for the season. He'll, he'll play a few cameos, um, but I, I, unless you know uh, Dave gets injured or something, I think he's going to be starting at right back for the rest of the season. And I can imagine Alonso. Playing the majority of the games at left back, Emerson was poor today. Mm. He's not going to come in, so I, I do think those two will be our uh going f- going for the rest of the season. Um, and I, I, I know you've you've thought Zuma had a poor game today. I don't think he was that bad, but he also wasn't as good as uh, the boys were the other night. So yeah, uh, I do I do think it'll probably be Christiansen and Rudiger um, for the rest of the season as well. I think that's probably our backline with likely Kepa in goal. Um, Yeah, so I I agree with you. I think it's going to be long-term, to be honest, that that defence and goalkeeper is going to hold for for us, which is probably what we need, is a bit of stability back there. Yeah, and I think
0: midfield-wise, the strongest three that we've had, Kovacic, um, Kante and probably Mount would be my starting three. I
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Jorginho comes back in just because he's not actually played at all. Like He's not even come on as a sub since. And I don't know what's happened there. I know he was suspended for the first game. So we knew in the end, we knew he wasn't going to play against Villa. Um, But he's not featured at all since. So maybe he's got a knock or maybe he's not come back fully fit or maybe Lampard just doesn't like his new beard. I don't know what it is, but he's, he's not. Seem to be in his plans, so you know he might sneak in at some point. Lampard might be all right. Let's see what you got going against Watford or against West Ham, and and well, he, he got that absolutely an amazing assist at the Watford game earlier in the season. Um, yeah,
0: so I, I don't know. I mean, as you rightly said, both our games in the next week are against clubs who are desperate for to stay up. Yeah, um, both in a poor run of form. Um, I think the Watford game potentially could be difficult as well, as much as you've got the London sort of derby sort of element to the West Ham game. Watford just seems to be one of those clubs that have got talent that can hit you on the break. Um, that talent hasn't quite picked up the pace, but I wouldn't put it past people to go and release really sort or of hit us on the break for this this week. Um, yeah, I, I, it's an interesting. I think sort of there is so much. There's so many variables at the moment. If we were at this point in the season and we'd had the run of form, I think we could have written what the results were. But to play two games within the space of four days um, and equally not have the ability to sort of run in with... Uh, there seems to be sort of a a lack of confidence or there's a lack of fatigue or... I, I'm not too sure what's gone on, but there's just a lack of... Form for a lot of the the players that we're, yeah. we're switching and swapping players like nobody's that's, business. Yeah, that's
1: the problem. I mean, we've got a. You could probably write a starting eleven now with players that are playing well. That's fine, but it's you, they can't play every single game for ninety minutes. You need your you, you need your squad to be playing well, and you need your squad to be able to come in and help out. Um I mean, some of them have just had a single bad game here or there, and you can't really write them off for that. Um, but I, th- I I think I know in my head I know what our strongest eleven is at the moment the way they've been playing the form that they're in, um and it's probably the team that started against C It's probably that that team.
0: It'll be interesting to see if Pulisic starts for the West Ham game. So he came off with a bit of tightness in his calf um, yeah. after the second drinks break, which still, for the life, of me is a weird
1: situation to have obviously it's it's because they're playing in june and july so it's notorious for hot weather i mean i don't think they needed it today because it's a bit cold outside but that's i mean that's that's why they do it but i I think you know that helped us out quite a lot today Um, it it really did after that start you know the first 20 minutes we were basically i think we i thought we'd turned up to the wrong stadium or something we were awful um and after that drinks break we were still awful but we were a lot less awful um, and then after half time obviously everything changed so I think you know it, they're not really using it as much just to get a drink as a mini time out you know like a little team yeah. talk just to you get just imagine just good yeah yeah exactly like and we needed it a lot of the times oh uh, yeah I
0: think we, if we could do that in games I think we'd be doing it a lot more at the moment but for, for me I think um, two good games to I mean I would be disappointed if we don't walk away with six points this week. Um but so wouldn't i you surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we'd, we we sort of pull away to with two. Um just because of the form of we seem to be that club that people turn around their form quite quickly on. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um and I think there should be there, there could be some really interesting signings um or at least movement in the, the transfer this this next couple of weeks. Um, so obviously looking forward to the next couple of games Um, we'll be sort of commenting on Instagram uh, Facebook and a number of other social media platforms with you guys Um, so please keep us up to date anything you guys want to hear from us anything you guys want us to talk around from Chelsea Chat News um, don't forget to to comment below anything you guys feel you have a compelling need to talk to us around and uh, like and subscribe Um, it's been great, it's been Moose, it's been JB been Chelsea. See you next week.